here. Amen. Let's take our Bibles this morning, turn to Ephesians chapter number 4. Isn't it good to be in church today? Boy, I appreciate the Lord's presence. Appreciate being Isn't that right? Hallelujah. No place like it, I believe that. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. If you'll stand with us this morning for the next few moments, read one verse of Scripture. The Lord spoke to my heart last night about this verse. It's a familiar verse, but don't let the familiarity of it uh, take away from the message. I'm not preaching it because it's uh, just something to preach. A lot of different thoughts and sermons we could go to this morning, but this verse just it was on my heart last night. It was on my heart again this morning, so I want to be uh, sensitive to the Lord. Ephesians 4 and verse number 32. The Bible says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Lord, thank you this morning for your presence. I want to thank you for answered prayer today, God, how you've already been faithful. And Lord, I'm glad this morning we can come into your presence. I pray now that you'll give us liberty and vocabulary. Lord, I pray that no flesh would be exalted, no presence would dominate except your presence this morning. God, I pray that we'd see no man save Jesus only. God, I ask you to do the work that only you can do these next few moments. We'll love you and praise you and thank you. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I know today that if you're a Bible reader, you're very familiar with the verse that we have read. Uh, But I want you to consider this morning in this text the subject that Paul is probably most dealing with in this verse. He said, And be ye kind one to another. And I simply want to take that one word this morning. It's a subject that is probably seldom preached on uh, in our churches, but yet it's a very important subject both for the saved and for the lost this morning. And I want to preach on this simple subject on kindness this morning. Kindness. Kindness is something that we seldom ever think about. Uh, It's a very simple truth. When you think about kindness this morning, it's so easy to be kind, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't take a lot of work. And you don't have to be rich. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have great status. Everyone uh, can exercise the simple truth of kindness. And then not only is it a simple truth, but I think it is a satisfying truth because uh, everybody wants someone to be kind to them. I read one statement one time that said next to bread, kindness is just as important and that man desires kindness as much as anything else. I think that you uh, would agree with me this morning that you want people to be kind to you. Uh, Nobody gets up and says, well, I hope somebody's mean to me today, amen. I hope somebody mistreats me. I hope my wife is grumpy. I hope my children are grouchy. I, I hope the boss is having a bad day. No, everybody likes kindness because it is not only a simple truth, but it is a satisfying truth. And then it's a shocking truth. When you think about kindness this morning, as easy and as simple as it is, but yet why do we not exercise it more? Amen. Doesn't cost us anything to be kind. In fact, it may cost us more if we're not kind, but yet we find it easier uh, to exercise uh, every other trait that does is the opposite of kindness rather than just being kind. Amen. It's a shocking truth. And then it's a spiritual truth because we find it here in the Word of God and we find the principle of kindness all throughout this book. The Bible says, and be ye kind. If there is any reason why you and I should be kind, because kindness is spiritual. Amen. 
Now, kindness does not depend upon how people are treating you. Some people say, well, I would be kind if they would be kind back to me, but that's not how kindness works, amen? And then you've heard this saying, I'm sure we've all been guilty of using it at some time or another, says kill them with kindness. But the truth of the matter is kindness uh, is not uh, a tool that we use to make somebody miserable or to create bitterness in their life. We're not out to kill anybody with anything, but as a, as a, a Christian, we ought to desire to... Rather than kill them with kindness, we ought to want to reach them with kindness, amen? Because when Christ died at Calvary, that's the greatest act of kindness that will ever be shown to mortal man, and it was not to kill men with anything, it was to reach men with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? So we're talking this morning about kindness. In our verse, I want you to notice this morning that it's important because kindness ministers to the church. He said, and be ye kind one to another. I think as Christians, we ought to practice kindness amongst the saints of God. Can I get an amen right there? You ought to practice being kind to the people you go to church with, and that means everybody. Can I get an amen? If you're sitting here this morning and you're sad or you're mad or you're bitter or you're angry, then you ought to get quit blaming everybody else around you and get in an altar, get your heart right with God and be kind because kindness ministers to the church, amen? Don't be a grumpy church member. Don't be a mean church member. Don't be a complaining church member. Don't complain about your church. Uh, listen, don't, don't hold people in your church to a standard that you yourself are not willing to live up to, amen? Love the church. Thank God for the church. You say, well, preacher, somebody did me wrong in the church. Well, I'm sure if we pulled your card out and went through the record and history of your church membership, if we could tally things up, I'm sure we've all been guilty of doing people wrong. But we ought to be kind because kindness ministers to the church. Amen. I think the pastor ought to be kind. The Bible said he ought to be a lover of hospitality. If a preacher don't love people, that may not be the ultimate goal in serving God, but if he don't love people, he don't need to be preaching. He don't need to be pastoring. It's not the sermon that kills a lot of people. It's the spirit of the sermon that many times will hinder. But I want to say this morning, kindness ministers to the church. And then notice this, kindness moves the Christian. He said, and be a kind one to another. Now watch this, tenderhearted, and forgiving one another. You know one reason why God wants us to be kind? Because it not only helps them, but it helps us. A person that does not exercise kindness will become a miserable, bitter person. They'll become self-centered, They'll become eventually self-righteous. No one else can do anything right but them. Everybody else is wrong but them. They're the only one that's got it all together. They may not say that in words, but they say it with their criticism of everyone else. But whenever you and I are kind uh, to other people, then what it does is it keeps our heart tender. It keeps us to have a, a having a, for, a forgiving spirit. It reminds us of who we really are. And it reminds us of what Christian service is all about. I want to say this morning, kindness not only does it uh, does it uh, minister to the church, but it moves the Christian, the individual. You know, I know someone today that's living in bitterness. They go to church three times a week. They don't go to this church. But they go to church three times a week. They sing the songs. Occasionally, they'll raise their hand and even shout and testify. But because they refuse to be kind to certain people, they're miserable today. They're gonna die miserable because they fail to exercise kindness. It moves the Christian, it ministers to the church and then notice it magnifies Christ in verse number 32. He said, even as God for Christ's sake 
have forgiven you. If you want to know why God is kind to me and why God is kind to you, it's because of his son, Jesus. It's because of Calvary. It's because of what he did on the cross. Uh, God looked down and God loves us and, and God gave his son and the son gave his life. And every time God shows kindness to me and he shows kindness to you, it magnifies what Jesus did in our life. If you want to magnify Christ, the best way to magnify Christ is to be kind, amen? It's to be kind to those around you, both the saved and the lost, your family, your friends, and this is a good time of the year to get right and start practicing kindness, but it doesn't stop the last day of, the, of, of, thank, uh, of November, amen, it's not over after Thanksgiving Day, kindness ought to be something that we administer and minister every day of our life, kindness is important for us and it's important for others and it exalts the Savior this morning. Now notice with me in this text this morning, I want you to see this admonishment here that he gives, he says, and be ye kind. Why did Paul say that to Christians? Because you would think Paul would never have to say that to Christians. It ought to just be an automatic act. You see this morning, he said, and be ye kind. Why did Paul say that? He didn't say, and do kind deeds. He didn't say, practice kindness. Paul said, I want you to be kind. There's a difference in being kind and practicing kindness. If I was to, if Brother Hayden was to drop his Bible and I was to go over and pick it up for him and hand it to him, that's practicing kindness. But for me to just be kind to Hayden every single day without, uh, without hesitation, without expecting it, just to be kind, not because I want anything, not because I want him to think anything. Listen, to, to be kindness means that's who you really are. It's more than a deed, it's your character. You may, do a, you may do an act of kindness, but that doesn't mean you're being kind, amen? I can prove that to you. Uh, listen, there are people that are kind to us on a daily basis, but that doesn't mean that that's what they really mean, amen? You go to the restaurant, that lady, she's pouring your glass. She's asking you if there's anything you need. She's bringing that food to you. Isn't it amazing how they get more kind the closer they get to the, you get to the end of the meal? They're smart. And they're doing all these, they're not doing these things because they love you and they just want to make you, they just want you to have a wonderful meal somewhere and, and they just really want to, boy, they want to make sure you don't run out of tea. They want to make sure everything's just right. They're not doing that because they just got up one day and said, y'all think I'll just go around and serve people today. No, they want something. A lot of people are kind when they want something. You should remember that. When they're out to get something, oh, how sweet they are. Sugar out both sides of their mouth. You know why? Because they want something. Paul said, I don't want you to do kind acts because there's something you desire. I want you to be kind. I, I want when people think of kindness, I, I want your face to come to, to, to the forefront because that's who you really are. It's not what you can get, it's what you can give. And oh, how we forget that so many times in this Christian life. I want to tell you this morning, you can preach the gospel, you can pass out tracts, you can hand out the gospel, but you're never going to be an effective witness if you don't learn what I'm preaching this morning. Kindness ought to be something that you really are because of the lack of kindness we should be kind because of the lessons in kindness there are things that we learn through kindness we don't learn anywhere else and because of the love for kindness we ought to love just being kind 20 years of pastoring in one church I can found, I tell you this much I have found out that being around Baptists this long there are some people they love being mean more than they love being kind now it's not any of you I'm preaching to this morning 
It amazing how some people, they just love being grouchy and grumpy and, and they just like being in a bad mood all the time. They walk in like a grizzly bear. I mean, kids start scattering like roaches when they come in their pathway. You know why? Because they're so nasty and mean and, and yet they say they love God and they're right with God, but they criticize, they run down, they talk about, they got a tongue. If you wrote it out, it'd reach here to the Florida line. I mean, they can't never say nothing positive about it. Hey, listen, they may do something kind every now and then because they want something or they need something, but that's not who they really are, friend. I'm saying this morning, as Christians, we ought to be kind, Amen. See, I could run into a burning building, grab an axe and chop the door down, run into that burning building and I could grab a, a, I could grab a, a, a person and, and I could drag them out. That'll make me a fireman because that's not what I do every day. That's not who I am. You see, this morning, there's a lot of things we can do. Paul said, I don't want you to do something. He said, I want you to be kind, the admonishment. Then there's the arena. Notice what he said. He said, and be kind one to another. You know what that means? That means everybody. That means you gotta be kind to those who honor you. You gotta be kind to those who are gonna hinder you in life, those that are gonna hurt you, and even those who will hate you. You gotta learn to be kind. You say, well, preacher, I don't know how. I can understand how you can be kind to some people, but how can you be kind to those that are being mean to you, those that hate you, those that will hurt you? I'll tell you how. Because when kindness is not what you do, when kindness is who you are, how can you be anything other than that? Jesus washed Judas's feet, and he meant it when he did it. He didn't do it because he had to. He didn't do it because others were looking. He meant it. Washing their feet. Who would, how could we ever think as Christians we're going to get by in life and not wash the feet of those that are going to betray us? Are you going to live your life and only be good to people that are good to you? Well, I tell you what, I'm not going to say anything bad about them. I'm not going to go against them, but you know, I'm just going to ignore them or stay away. No, you don't get to choose who you get to be kind to. You can't, uh, there ain't no baseball team or football team that's playing football, that's passing out tickets that's saying, well, now listen, we're only letting the people come that wears our jerseys, that's pulling for our team. You know, the Braves is not giving tickets to everybody that cheers for the Braves. I know it's a carnal illustration, but you that are more spiritual than me, just hang with me for a minute. I'm making a point. They can't just give tickets to everybody. They can't fill the Coliseum, the, the arena. They can't fill it with, with just Braves fans. Oh, no. In fact, they don't even get a choice. They have to take whoever buys the ticket, and it's never the same crowd. They've got to, they've got to be the, the, the team that they're supposed to be, even if, if, if there's people there that loves them, there's people there that hates them, there's people that's there that don't even care to be there. They're just there for some other reason. They could care less if they win or lose, but yet they still have to be who they are. You see, you don't get to pick and choose who we're, we're kind to. We gotta be kind to whoever God puts in our pathway. And that may be those who love us. That may be those who hate us. That may be those who talk about us. Uh, but I wanna tell you something, kindness does not depend on how uh, people treat me, it's on how I treat them. If it's who you really are, then it's not gonna make no difference who's in your path if you're just being kind, not doing kindness. Jesus 
He put the ear back on the one that had been cut off. The one that was going to do him harm. I read that one day and I thought, Lord, how could you do that? Man, that guy deserved his ear cut off. Because what he was going to do to Jesus was far worse than getting your ear cut off. And Jesus put his ear back on. Lord, how could you do that? Because Jesus can't be anything other than God. How could he save a thief that moments earlier was railing on him and making fun of him? They both were doing it starting out. Something changed between there and Golgotha. And well, when they hit one thief watched enough, he had done seen enough from the streets of Jerusalem to the top of that rocky mountain that day. He saw enough on that hillside to know, hey, I don't know exactly everything about this man, but he knew enough to know he was the Lord. And he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. It would have been very easy for Jesus to say, you're too late. You should have done this before now. It's too late, but oh no. With his arms stretched out wide, Jesus looked at him with tender compassion and kindness he said today thou shalt be with me in paradise the very one that was mocking him and railing him Jesus reached out and took him to the other side of the shores of home with him and for all eternity he'll never forget the kindness of our savior amen the arena I think we have to find the people you ought to find the person you hate the most you shouldn't hate anybody but you know what I'm saying strongly dislike and you ought to be kind to them. He said, well, they don't deserve my kindness. I don't deserve his neither. Kindness is not based on what people deserve and don't deserve. Kindness is about who you really are. If you administer your kindness to only the people you think is worthy of it, you'll never feel the full effects of God's kindness in your life. Kindness goes beyond hurt feelings and how people treat you this morning. I don't even know why I'm preaching this, but I know it's what God told me to preach. I mean, this church is so kind, there can't be one person needs this sermon this morning other than me. The attitude. Notice what he said here. He said, be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. I'm going to tell you what kindness does. It softens the heart. It helps to have a sincere and a sympathetic heart. It causes you to be a servant, which is what we need to be every day. Kindness puts me in my place. It, it reminds me of what my life is really about. It's not about how much I can gather, how much I can get, what people can do for me. Kindness is about how much I can do for those around me. I'm telling you, if you want to have an effect on people on the job, you need to be a kind person. If you want to have an effect uh, when you go to the supermarket, you can be a kind person. Listen, you can shove tracks in people's face all day long, and you should. But I'm telling you, if there's not a smile, if there's not a tender heart, if there's not some form of kindness behind that. You're just doing it in vain. They'll see you nothing more than a religious fanatic if there's no kindness behind that. I'm telling you, free well, preacher, we ought to take a stand. That's right. When it comes time to stand, we ought to stand. And I'm telling you, friend, you can be firm and you can still be kind in your firmness. And I'm simply saying this, as a Christian, it softens your heart. It causes sincerity in all levels. I think God challenges that in our life so easy to act like somebody's weird or, or that they're strange or that they're, it's easy to talk about somebody or mock them or make fun of them. But what if that shoe was on the other foot? 
I'll tell you what pastor has taught me down through the years, and I've not mastered it by no means, but I'll tell you what it has brought to the forefront. Is there's a lot of people we may assume them to be weird. They just need a friend. They're just a human being trying to find somebody else that'll be kind to them. Some people get on your nerves. They're obnoxious. They don't mean to be. Some mean to be. But have you ever got on anybody's nerves? Go north. You'll get on a lot of people's nerves. <laughs> they, don't like any, they don't even like each other, let alone you and me. But kind, kind. Being kind to people always pays. You know what the Bible says about it? Charity never faileth. It doesn't matter. He said, well, I was kind to somebody. Boy, they took me for a ride. It's all right. But it's still worth being kind to them. You know, we took money up here at the church and helped people and never even come back. Y'all remember that? Don't you be some backslid church member. Said, well, I'll tell you one thing. I ain't never giving my money again. Well, that's real spiritual, isn't it? We didn't give it to them. We gave it to the Lord. You think that dollar went unnoticed in the eyes of God? Heaven marked it the minute it fell on the plate. It not make no difference what they do with it. We're not doing it because of, of how they're going to treat us. Or we don't want any praise. We don't want any recognition. We, God, we just let God uh, uh, allow use us to be the tool to show some kind of act of kindness. And it may, they may never come back to this church, but it may dawn on them one day a decade down the road when they've lost everything they've got. They've lost every friend on earth they have. When they've walked away, they may go back down memory's lane. And remember, you see, God doesn't always pay today. He doesn't always pay on Friday, but he always pays. Amen. It may be that they go back and say, you know what? I remember that little old country church. Uh, they was kind to me in an hour and I didn't even say thank you. I just went on out the door. And I'm telling you, charity never fails this morning. And the attitude is, is that it tenderizes our heart. And then there's the act. Notice what he said, forgiving one another. Forgiveness ought to be preached, but it ought to be practiced. You ought to find somebody to Forgive. I read a story one day, said two men were, I don't know if the story was true, but it got my attention. There's a little pamphlet said two men said one man was running down the, 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 uh, the sidewalk in a hurry to get to his appointment. Another man was running through the building to get in his appointment. Says he opened that door, said they just ran into each other. Said the man coming out of the building looked at him and said, sir, said, why don't you, why don't you get it together? And said, 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 why don't you slow down a little bit? The other guy was a Christian. He said, sir, he said, I don't know if I run into you or you run into me, but he said, if I run into you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And he said, if you run into me, don't think nothing of it. It didn't bother me one bit. Isn't that right? I'm telling you this morning, the act of kindness. The act of kindness has got to be practiced. I, I promise you after a sermon like this, we're all going to run into something that'll test us. You ought to reach across the aisle and be friendly to somebody. A smile doesn't cost anything. Don't scowl or frown at somebody. Don't, don't snub somebody. Don't, don't high-hand somebody. I, I've seen in church many, many, many times, I, I've seen people ignore people, walk away from them, walk around them, try to, try to get away from them. They're only hurting themselves. You're, you're only making yourself miserable. The very person you don't want to speak to is the very person you need to speak to. You need to make yourself go to that person. Don't go sit under a tree somewhere and whine and say, well, I don't have any friends. Nobody's kind to me. Nobody treats me right. You're 
yourself as Christian. I'm a selfish Christian if that's the way I live my life. It's not about how many friends are friendly to me. It's about being a friend to those around us, amen, and be a kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. Lord, if I've seen anything as a pastor, I've seen this. Somebody whine because people, I don't have any friends in the church. Nobody's my friend. I'll just go eat worms. That's not the way it works, friend. You need to get off the milk and get on the meat this morning. Babies whine because people don't pay them attention. The Bible says a man that hath friends must show himself friend. The act of it this morning. I think we all, this preacher included, the goal should be how can I be kind to somebody? How can I be nice to someone? I want to say this morning, not only the act, but notice the assurance of it. He says this morning, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Notice this, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Well, when I think about this kindness this morning, this forgiveness, it's sovereign kindness. He said, even as God, for Christ's sake, that's sacrificial kindness this morning hath forgiven you. That's secure kindness. Hey, there's assurance in the kindness of God this morning. There's a lot of things that we may question. There's a lot of things that we may worry about. But can I tell you something this morning? I've never worried a day in my life since I've gotten saved. I've never had to worry whether or not my father was going to be kind to me. I've never deserved his kindness. I've never earned his kindness. I'm not worthy of his kindness. But I've never woke up, Brother Chris, and thought to myself, I wonder if God's going to treat me right this morning. I mean, I've been so sorry and low down. He ought to treat me wrong and he'd still treat me right. I've never woke up and thought, I wonder if he's going to take care of me. I wonder if he's going to be there. I wonder if he's going to be my friend. I've failed him and I've messed up and I've fallen on my face. But yet going back to that altar of repentance and pleading for God's forgiveness, I've never questioned the fact as to whether or not he would reach down and put his arms around me and take me back in again. I've never wondered, will he turn me away? Will he get tired of fooling with me? Will he ignore me like I've ignored him. Will he walk out on me like I've walked out on him? Oh no friend, there's a deep assurance there's a security, there's a settledness this morning that we have a God who loves us in spite of who we are, in spite of what we do, our failures our faults, all of what we do, yet he loves us and he forgives us and he's kind to us this morning. You say, preacher, do you think after all the mistakes, I've made broken promise after broken promise, uh, do you think God would really take me back? Oh, I'm sure he would. Uh, He's a loving God uh, and his forgiveness goes far more than our failures this morning. What I don't understand, if God treats us like that, why is it so hard to treat others the same way? You want to play 50-50? I don't think I want to do that. Because that's not the way God plays with me. 100% forgiveness. 100% kindness. 100% failure. 100% falling short. 100% don't deserve it. 100% loves me. 100% cares for me. 100% wrong, 100% right. 
God's not playing chess with us. God said, you're always going to make the wrong move. So don't ever have to worry about me. I want to say this morning, I think the, I think the greatest, I don't know how to even word what I'm wanting to say. I think the height of Christianity is not being kind to the people that are kind to me. I think it's being kind to the people that don't even want my kindness. That's going to abuse it and is going to misuse it. I think that's the height of being a Christian. It's why, where do you see that? So that's how God. It's why I'll be kind. I'll forgive them if they'll ask me. I have a hard time with Calvary. Jesus hanging on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them. They didn't even ask for it. And he prayed for their forgiveness. They didn't even appreciate it. They walked right over it, but yet he still prayed for it. Brother, I'm going to tell you, that's, that blows my mind this morning. But it also convicts my heart. No excuse. No reason to not be kind this morning. No reason to for me not to reach out to someone. You say, well, what if they reject my kindness? You know what? You know how to deal with kindness when someone rejects your kindness? With more kindness. If I reach out to Brother Daniel, he said, I don't want that. See, we're so afraid that if we put ourselves out there, somebody is going to misuse it or not receive it. I can tell you they will. But when they do, you say, well, what do I do? You don't bow up. You don't say, well, I quit. God don't do that to us. You reach out again. If somebody's going to drown, Brother Wilson, and I'm trying to help them, if they're going to drown, I'll tell you how they're going to drown. They're going to drown continually swatting my hand away. They're going to have to keep swatting it away until they're gone. Because I'm not going to stand there and watch them sink. How in the world? When God, you think about this this morning, how many times did the gospel come to your doorstep and you swatted it away? I know some get saved like that young man the first time, but most of us, we say, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm not interested. Yet it comes back to us again. Again. I don't want any more of that. It comes back again. And again. And eventually, God's kindness wins us over. When I saw my wife, I made my mind up. I was going to marry her. I was 12 years old. I said, I'm going to marry her. She's standing at a piano, had on a green sweater and a beige skirt. I still remember that. And she was singing on Sunday morning. And I was lost. So I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry her. I went home that night. I didn't even know God. About three months before I got saved. I said, God, would you let me marry her? 
Now you think what you want to is carnal, worldly prayer, but it worked. <laughs> but you know what? I made my mind up. I was going to be kind to her until she broke. I wasn't wanting to kill her with kindness. I wanted to reach her. You say why? Because I loved her. This morning, do you love him? As we stand, no, I preached long, but I just felt like this morning the Holy Spirit wanted me to preach that. My brother David sings, God help me, help the pastor. <laughs>